You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikkel Morrison out of Seattle. Nick Longo in L.A. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Our second episode of the year. I want to remind you all to, or sorry, to, to thank you all for your continued listening and for telling a friend and for those five-star reviews on iTunes. We count on that, and we love you for it. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we got a great piece of, this is how we know we've, uh, we've made it in the podcast world. We got a great piece of fan art. <laughs> sent our way. <laughs> I, I think that's we all thought yep we made it <laughs> oh yeah that's that's how you know <laughs> basically uh transposing our heads onto the the movie poster pretty in pink that was great <laughs> yeah i think i was john crier and uh <laughs> that was awesome i love the the, the hairdos look so yeah. great on us man <laughs> i want to spend a send a special shout out to uh i'm i can't find his name right now but um you know who you are who sent it. Sorry to not say your name. I guess I can find it. Yeah, what I'll, are you guys up I'll to? I'll look for that while you All guys right. are... Uh... <laughs> what have you been up to? I can't believe his name isn't coming to the forefront of my brain myself. I know. I know. I know. Gosh. I, we got to look Al, for it. But what have you been up to, Mikkel? Al, goddamn you for transposing my face. <laughs> Al. How can you forget the name Al. No, that um, I'm hoping it didn't take him more than an hour. It's hilarious. I think it's yeah, all fun and just why not? <laughs> it was kind yeah. of a perfect thing with the whole, you know, uh, uh, the, the <laughs> I just loved it. It was pretty cool. We'll have to share it on the uh, notes. Oh, definitely, it'll be yeah. on the page for this episode. So if you want to <laughs> oh check it gosh. out, that's good for a for a chuckle or two. And continue the fan art. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Make us <Nice>. chuckle. <laughs> What's, so. I, Oh, and I want to apologize off the out of the gate because um, the guy above me is still doing construction, so we may hear something. Like I've had to go into my bedroom, which I never record in here. Oh wow! So just to get away from the noise. So still going strong there, huh? It's it's getting ridiculous. It's been like three months. I feel like wow. Yeah. Damn, man, that's like, a lot. No. Yeah. Wow. If you um, live in your building and work graveyard shift, that sucks. Like if you sleep yeah. during the day when all this is going on. Oh, and he literally it gets even worse because he was doing it at like six in the morning on Sunday. Aye. Yeah. Like, oh. And I'm not the guy that wants to go like be the the grumpy neighbor and like pounding on the door, but yeah, that was that was not cool. So, oh, but anyway, <laughs> good time. We're not here to talk about renovation disasters. We're here to talk about design, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything What's- good for you, Mikkel? Well, I was I was just pathetic last all of last week. I was so sick. I was I finally got hit with whatever's been going around. So, it's funny and totally unfair. You know, you don't get paid sick days, right? Of course. So, mm-hmm. you just try to do the as best you can on the drugs that you find. <laughs> and um I don't know, maybe this is a smart way of going about it. I decided to catch up on a lot of email correspondence from the couch or my bed because okay. I I wasn't feeling productive in way of hitting the canvas board with new concept ideas, so I just pushed back those ta- that type of tasking. Yeah. Um which I think is worth remembering the next time I get hit with something and I feel under the weather. Uh that way I was still able to do billable work without mm-hmm. You know, you know, sitting uncomfortably where I typically do. So anyway, that might be kind of a neat tip for those that are sick right this week and trying to figure it out. It's such a different frame of mind of like approaching email and just correspondence and versus yeah. like actually, you're right, being creative and trying to think that way. Yeah, it's interesting that, I mean, when you do it daily, you don't realize that it takes a bit of, you know, out of you or effort yeah. Um, in some different types of respects when you're feeling healthy. Yeah, I know. Man, every, I, I've been popping the vitamins like crazy. Everybody around me is sick. 
And I'm just like, I'm like, you just yeah, can't I'm afford you it. You haven't gotten it already since you, you know, the it's all around. attendance. Oh my God. And that's the, yeah, that's where it usually happens. And we started, yeah. we started last week, went into a meeting with a new client on Friday. And of course everyone shows up and they're like, oh, we're all getting over this thing. I'm like, guys, why are you showing up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> yeah. oh. One of my clients last week was like, in the hospital with the flu, so mm. oh this is no gosh. joke. Oh yeah. damn! The world's going day. crazy. That is but true. You know what will save your sanity is our <laughs> friends over at GraphicStock.com. They make it easy to find what you're looking for, uh, stock photo wise. So basically, GraphicStock is a stock media site with unlimited downloads of stock graphics, um, images, buttons, backgrounds, textures, everything you need to use royalty free. And attribution-free, that's huge because um, no one wants to get sued for using the wrong images, right? So exactly. basically anything you get when you have the membership now, you can use in perpetuity forever. There'll never be a problem. So they've got, um, you've got access to a library of over 350,000 images, so you'll always find what you want. And uh, they've also got premium content, which is the same quality stuff you'd find on the more expensive stock sites, but it's at a cheaper price which is good. You always want to save money. Um, oh, and the other thing to mention too, with anything like this, because tax time is coming up, uh, this is always a write-off. Yeah. Anything like this, you can write it off, uh, you know, make your tax burden a little less. So um, it's always good to have it for that reason too. And it just makes everything, if, if you find the right images, you can put them into your designs and just get things approved much faster. You know? Um, mm -hmm. Rather than having to wait on content supplied by your client, if you can put in placeholder images that look really nice, that's going to be huge towards just getting sign-offs on stuff. So, um, And everything's, again, 100% royalty-free. Um, and they're offering our listeners a free seven-day trial of their service. It gets you 140 absolutely free downloads for you to keep and use in projects whenever you want to. So get... So get started with your free trial today by visiting graphicstock.com slash deep. That's graphicstock.com slash deep. And you get, um, yeah, 140 free images for doing Incredible. nothing. So, Incredible. Yeah. So valid. I'm a, I, think, I, I think you'll like it. I've been pushing right, it a lot. I've been pushing it a lot. So we're, we're, we're doing good oh, with yeah. them. Yeah. Nice. It's helping out a lot. That's good. Yeah, it's always it's it's good to find uh, services like that that you can use and count on. So. Yeah, and we, if you bring it to the table, it just makes you look even better. You know, when you mm -hmm. find a resource as good as that, and um, it's been I'll, I'll I'll share with you more in the next few months when uh, this project breaks. But the themes that we are looking for are have we we found them all there. So it's actually really really cool. I can't wait to see mm -hmm. what this comes up, what we come up with, and how it's going to look. It's really oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, a little live case study in action. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Nick, this mm -hmm. is uh, you had an idea for an episode this time that's that's pretty cool. So do you want to kind of go over what we're going to be talking about today? Sure. Yeah, we were talking, I think, last week and then uh, with some back and forth emails, this whole question about where we are as far as um, how how much we push the limits of design and if do we stay safe with things? Do we push it a little bit more to go out of the scope of the trends and the cliches and the things that are maybe tired and and need to be replaced? Um, how do you do that? Where do you find the new inspiration and the new? Um, I, I want to say almost like starting a trend with something rather than follow it. And it opened up a discussion between us as far as what a, it is a struggle for us even as designers to continue to be new. Um, and one of the things that really made me think about this was the, the last three or four branding projects we've been through. I think you get to a point where you are doing so much research and you're looking at so much stuff out there. I think it's so quick to just go to what's tried and true, mm -hmm. but how do we as designers make the new thing? What's the new, what's mm -hmm. the next step in anything that we talk about, right? It's from our web development to branding to anything that's print or collateral even, uh, you know, trends are everywhere, you know, in, in, in marketing, in advertising, in copywriting. So how do we do that and how do we bring that value to our clients without being so maybe missing the mark? You know, I think you, you can go up to that limit and just right, right, right beyond the limit, but you don't want to be so foreign that no one gets what you're doing. 
initiating, <laughs> yeah. initiating can be a scary undertaking. Yeah, that's it. I think that's the key word is how you initiate. It's not recognizable because what's approachable for us are things that we've seen before, Mm -hmm. that we respect, that we value, that we appreciate. Yeah, that there's Mm -hmm. some familiarity there. And that's not the case with this um, subject topic today. So there's there's a way to approach it that. I think will be is sort of like a, a finessing approach that will make it easier. It's but it's it's good to understand too that there's probably a number of ways to go about this, mm-hmm. um, depending on everybody's style. I mean, listeners have already heard that the three of us go about our business from different angles and different ways depending on the area. So um, I guess I just wanted to point out that there's no black or white with this discussion topic. Like, yeah, not at all. It's so in be- there's so many levels of in between, and um, and also I think too, like you don't want to try doing it so full throttle that it backfires, you know, right, right from the start. And so, yeah. uh, one of the things I've been really trying to do at the very beginning of the stage is to collect all of that resources and all the research and. All of the things that, you know, um, by the way, too, on, on a side note, the whole discovery part, I think this is really where we where we are beginning this conversation today is it happens mm-hmm. a lot in that discovery. I've put it into my um, curriculum at school now, and it has made such a oh, cool. difference um, beyond just what I'm experiencing uh, in the jobs that we're currently involved with, but even just introducing it as a whole new subject to talk about in class, the kids are really getting it. And so um, I can't really speak highly enough of that because it's, it is the buzzword, but it's, there's a reason it's, it's so talked about in our industry. Um, You're talking about discovery specifically? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost a given now. It's like, you can't, we've probably had other names for it, but I love that it feels like it has a, that whole phase has a spotlight now. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's where you do all that research and you are finding, I think a lot of the trends and the things that, you know, when you think about it, guys, when you're pulling from stuff, when you're doing your research, you're pulling the things that attract to you, right? They like, oh, this would be perfect for that job, or this would be a great inspiration to show the client. And we're getting to that point now where we're showing inspiration and things before we even do the work to get the sign off. So are we, are we already kind of setting us up for the trend by doing that at that point? Do you know what I mean? Without, without experimenting a little bit? What do you think? Well, so you're talking about like you're you're kind of putting your mood boards together. Yeah, you're, you're just yeah. looking for the visual styles. Exactly. Like I, I'm almost afraid to now show some stuff because they are so trendy and so mm. in that. Am I setting them up to want that before I even investigate and do something really like? Different. Let's say the goal here is to do something different, right? Yeah. So are well, I think we... the key is the order of operations. Like if if mm-hmm. you're doing discovery first, which you should, you should not be mood boarding before. Discovery. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, Correct. So, and I think that whenever you see these kind of trends that you're looking for, you're, you know, when you're looking around at other websites or mm-hmm. at other logos, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, I think that, you know, it, it's hard to stay away from kind of borrowing what other people are doing, right? Yeah, there's no but new ideas, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of sad when you put it that way, but it's mm-hmm. kind of true. I know. Um, there's always different ways of manipulating older trends to make them new again. But I think that, um, you know, once, once you've done discovery, if you're doing it right and you're going deep enough, you should find there will be little cues that come up that kind of make you think about something that that site needs or the the print material needs that maybe you haven't really seen before and you're kind of coming up with it on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I feel like I've been there before. I can't think of an example. I wish I could, but um yeah, because everyone's needs are unique to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and that that yeah, they, it puts it black and white and you do get to see what the creative has to do at that point, right? What does it have yeah. to do for the client? And I, I guess I, where I was struggling a lot too was, um, and, and I say this strictly in the branding and, and the logo world right now, and you could tell me if you're seeing this as well in, in other parts of the industry, but um, there's so much, when you scroll through Instagram right now, and I'm almost thinking of cleaning house on who I follow because I'm just seeing the same thing over and over and over and over mm. and over again. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, and, and we're accepting that. And I'm seeing a lot of the, the bigger collection 
uh, let's call them Instagram sites that are not particularly one artist, but they highlight artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one after one, it is the exact same thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. I think we've maybe gone too far onto this minimal design. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see that we're coming back to a little more texture <laughs> and a little more meaning into our, into our brand development. But are you guys seeing the same thing in, your, in just where you look? I guess I am for the yeah. most part, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm seeing even crossover to interior design yeah. and other, oh, and it's other everywhere. areas of the field, too. That's an interesting observation. I'm going to have to think about it a little bit more. But, yeah, definitely clean, polished, less is more, lots of padding, um, or just solid fills with huge call outs and then just really small text. I mean, it's interesting mm-hmm. and it's comfortable, right? Yes. It, let's I, not, let's yeah. not argue that. Let's yeah. not, yeah, dispute that. I mean, it's definitely comfortable, but maybe a little too or comfortable. Safe. Or say, is safe the word? Because it's like, um, I think a bit, maybe we're using too many examples of the big boys. Let's look at Google and all these other companies that they can come out with a logo that is literally a lower cased, sans serif font and we're good with it and i mm-hmm. and i think google is so much now that maybe that's exactly what their logo should be it shouldn't be anything yeah. too specific but for our clients like this has trickled down into the maybe the the in the the the, the categories of the companies we get to work for and they're be and they, they are seeing it because it's so uh, there's such a spotlight on it right now. And I, I, I guess I'm struggling because I still want to give so much more and say so much more in some work, but I'm not practicing a lot what I preach when I go yeah. and do something. And now I'm, I'm kind of going back to the defaults of what I see out there. And so well, and I, pre- I appreciate mm-hmm. you being honest about that because we're all, all under time constraints. Yeah. There's a deadline to every, to every deliverable. Yeah. And you're juggling several accounts at once mm-hmm. and you got to push it out. Yeah. So that's understandable. Yeah, sometimes it's uh, you will you will take that easy route, and the yeah. worst part is sometimes those are you get like instant feedback. It's like I love it, I love it as is, and I'm like, no, challenge me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like this like, came a little too easy. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I, I, it's such an interesting kind of situation to be in because yeah, isn't I isn't that funny? That's so funny that that agitates you. Like, don't you want to get on the phone and talk it through? Like, talk yeah. through all the elements and why. This is working the way that it is, but they yeah. don't want to. They don't want to have a focus group about it. Yeah, they don't want a book club about anything. I know, and and I I was almost thinking this would be a great time to um, look back and almost do a bit of a of my own investigation to see on uh, what logos were chosen from all of the ones that were provided to like, like let's say in the last two years, mm-hmm. and see if there's anything I can see that uh, makes makes a logo better. You know, yeah. based on what what's being selected and chosen from the options that yeah. we give, yeah. I don't know if that's a you know helpful for the topic we're talking about. But I, I really want to know how we can, what things we can do to to push a little bit further, and uh, where's that line that we can say, let's go here, let's try a little bit different, let's be a little edgy. Um, one one thing I saw that was really cool, and this was an agency that was a competitor of the last company I worked for. And we got to see one of their pitch decks once. And what they did was after the five or six concepts, the seventh one had this little like star, this little badge on it that said like, it was almost like this, um, what the F option? Why not? Like it was so, and it was like, this is left field. This is totally left field. This is totally different. This was inspired by a random brainstorm idea has nothing to do with what you want or what you asked for, I should say. But it, yeah. and then, and then yeah. it was this, it was presented differently. And it was yeah. almost like, at least give them the warning you're going <laughs> to yeah. try something different. You know, what do you think? Is, mm. is that a good approach? Yeah, no, I think that that's actually pretty brilliant. And I, I had like a, a creative yeah, director. I like it. Once you determine the comfortability there, mm-hmm. then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I had a creative director that. a few years back who every project we worked on, uh, Mikkel, you know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> every project we worked on, she would always kind of make have us do one that was like that, like the what the F. Yeah. Like go really far with it. And at a certain point, like we knew like that, it, it never got chosen. But she was smart in knowing just to kind of push us kind of more for ourselves to kind of keep our, uh, you know, our, our muscle yeah. – 
in shape. Yeah, it to- oh, know? dude, that, hey, that's a great way to look at it. it and from a creative you're getting director the benefit. standpoint, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's a ton of of uh, those out there that want to strike, you know, go for the fences mm-hmm. in kind of an odd manner and then scale it back. And then, un- like, what's the phrase? I don't know if I have this right, but kind of under design from there. You're right. Yeah. Almost like, t- let, hey, you've, you've stretched the boundaries a little bit. Now pull back to reality. Yeah. Maybe yeah. as a way yeah. of thinking of it. You know, the one thing they did that I thought was interesting too was because it was more product based design than it was like anything print. And it was actually like a, a concept for a product that was their last one that was always this what the F one. They actually said, if you choose this one, uh, it's we won't sell over the rights to it. We want a part of the action. We want a piece of the pie. We want some licensing fee. So oh. that was pretty, and that kind of yeah, showed awesome. that maybe that kind of showed that they really believed in it. Like, and so you got to wonder, like, is that a good thing to maybe push the boundaries a little bit? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I think it's something I'm definitely going to try in the next one because it maybe it'll just it'll just help me kind of feel like I'm at least trying to push the boundaries. Yeah, but I haven't departed 100 percent from their needs. Hmm. Sure, and I think it's. It's funny you say their needs. Like that's mm-hmm. that's something we need to be careful about with this whole conversation. Is mm-hmm. um, you know it can feel like just kind of masturbatory design at a certain point. If we're just doing it like just to be trendsetters, um, oh we sure, always stay away from that. We always yes. want to like hit on who who their audience is. They're first, always. They're right. first, yeah. But there is a like a huge benefit in doing like this option B that you're talking mm-hmm. about that's kind of more for you. Yeah. That maybe your client maybe it'll hit the mark for your client as well. But um it's it's good to always just do something super I, I hate the word out of the box. The term out of the box. Yeah, but, but it's, true. it's so in the box. Mm-hmm. But um but you know what I mean? It it is good just to have that exercise if you've got some extra time. And Mikkel, you were saying earlier how, you know, everything is just due yesterday. So it's hard yeah, to make time for hard. that always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. That, is, that is so true. I, I, I went through a... But anytime you've got time, you should do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and also, too, like what I've been trying to do is take the sketchbook along with me more than taking pictures of things that I see. Because when I go back to things that I took pictures of for reference for a particular job, like let's say I'll see something, I'm like, oh, damn, put that in my you know, inspiration thing for client B or whatever it is. I, 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 again, it becomes something that you are maybe too overly influenced by. So what I'm trying to do is instead of recording that, I'm trying to record an idea or a thought on my little sketchbook. And hopefully that makes it feel a bit more original and from, a, from more of an, a, a, a real idea than just something I see. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we did, the, we did a, a whole presentation a week and a half ago uh, to a new client. And... Um, I kind of really pushed the whole idea of not showing something that was so cliche, Um, yet it's so themed, and um, I'll share it with you once I can kind of share a little bit more with you, but just to give you an idea, it was so themed of what it should be, what the whole branding was for, um, that we were already kind of in a a particular area of of, um, had to be in this zone, so we tried to make it look like it was from the period itself, not like it, this would be such mm. an authentic, real document from the uh, from the period that it's trying to represent. And uh, we had to use a lot of reference. And, and that was so tough. Did, did you soak it in tea to make it look good? Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. in an elementary school project. Oh my, exactly. <laughs> like I, I almost got to that point. We found paper and we found textured stuff to use for it. Um, and you're right. I almost wanted to do something that crazy. But but it was funny because here I was setting myself up to say we're not going to do anything that we've seen or trend or whatever. But yet we were going back to a complete era uh, of trying to look very um, I'll just say pirate and old school mm-hmm. that uh, very vintage. And uh, then I, I got to admit the the ideas that came out of it were a really good hybrid of both familiar and comfortable to the client. And yet we felt like we were pushing the boundary a little bit because we were con- just conscious of it. I think that alone was the first step, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and so have, have you guys ever kind of been in that situation where maybe it's like, how do I, how do I push it a little bit and, and, and be conscious of not being so trendy with something? Like, does that come into your frame every time you're in that zone? 
I mean, honestly, that's not generally where I'm, where my head's at yeah. when I'm designing something generally because, um, especially when, when you're talking about for the web, yeah. um, there are certain conventions that are there for a reason. Yes. Um, yeah. what, I get what you. I always, yeah, like operationally, have, operationally, yeah. there's so much more that you have to keep in mind. I get you. Right. Yeah. And I, I've seen so many, um, websites generally, um, kind of portfolio sites for designers that oh gosh, they, go, yeah. they just go too far with it. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to like call anyone to the carpet on this, but, and I get it. You want to be really, um, you want to show your creativity, but it often comes at the expense of usability. Yes. On yeah. these sites. Correct. Where they, they give the, the navigation titles like or tags, like just weird names. It's like when you go to a, <laughs> a, a theme restaurant and it's not just like men's and women's on the, on the doors. It's like, Oh gosh, no. yeah. <laughs> it's like they come up with weird names, like I don't know. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Like, like has that gone? Has that, that gone yeah. too? Has that gone too yeah. far? Yeah, but it's I it's know, an that's it's a, that's a different it's, debate. But. but they don't want that happening all the time, and then they're setting themselves up for a little confusion with mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like on websites, when you give things, when you put things kind of in in a uh, creative place, mm-hmm. when you give something a creative name. Uh, it generally just doesn't serve the project well. Yeah. So yeah. I very rarely do find myself thinking, how can I make this different other than just making it really functional and really attractive and really yeah. usable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, and maybe I'm guilty of that. Maybe I should be trying to kind of push the envelope, envelope a little bit more, but it's I, generally not like the top priority. For yeah, me. And, and coming from someone who doesn't do much web at all, but like I'm glad you brought that up because – First thing I wanted to reply back on that is I think pushing the limit shouldn't be considered filling the page like with just unnecessary stuff. Like it's it is more about doing something different and being keeping all the principles of design still in mind, right? So it's not like just putting it filling up so much that there's so much going on or it's confusing. But on web too, I've noticed that I don't know, I I haven't seen much new. I haven't seen much I see the same, and my website included, the same kind of um, structure and um, delivery as, as so often. And, yeah. and sometimes when I do see one that really sparks my attention and I go, whoa, that's really neat, it's quite minimal and it's quite, it's quite stripped. So like, I think it works for both sides where, and I know what you're saying, the functionality definitely has to be there, and that's your biggest asset to a client when you're designing a website. I get it. But in yeah. general, as design, like we've seen such an evolution in design over the last 10 years. I mean, it's incredible how different it is, you know? True. Think and back there to are little things you can do. Like there are things you can do within the given parameters mm-hmm. of, a, of a project, like what's considered acceptable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I've talked about, like almost every website now has a big hero photo or video or something. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of, and the reason there are a lot of these Standard. kinds of uh, trends is because they work. Mm-hmm. True. That's the thing. Like there's been so many, especially with websites, there's so much data you can look yeah. at and pull from that tell you this works better than this. Yeah. Yeah. So, user experience, UX is all about that, is yeah. research data findings. And so where will the users go? Where does the the... the the standard user go, regardless of demographic, what anywhere from you know my grandparents to a child, where where does the natural eye tend to go and want to click? So you can you can take this to from a design realm. You can take it to a different degree within reason, but you know it's not to go crazy. <laughs> and it has to work on you guys have to think board. of you have to think of web you have to think of ipad you'd have to think of mobile yeah. so yeah i i totally get what you're saying that that the functionality of that is first and foremost you know yeah yeah but there are things you can do like what could you do with that image that mm-hmm. has to be up at the top yeah. i mean yeah have, yeah we've talked about cinemagraphs um, huge example of what yeah yeah that's a great a great example of someone going whoa here's a hybrid let's add mm-hmm. that and see mm-hmm. how it works you know yeah or like really interesting copywriting that's not oh totally you know that's not um, super cliched. Like I, I, I would say, if you're doing the copy for a site, always ask yourself: Have you read this before? 
Mm-hmm. Like if it's something that you feel like every other website is saying, yeah. you should probably say something different. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, totally. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, one of the things I, I thought was interesting too is going back to like looking at uh, research and stuff and starting and seeing the same thing over and over again. Have you guys ever noticed too, like you might see some art and go, oh, that's designer A. And you find out it's not. And it's someone else who has done almost the exact same thing. Um to a point where it's like oh, yeah. so heavily copied. And then, yeah. yes, that's the trend, and I, I, I get it. But when it's so like conf- to the point where you can't even tell the difference between who it is, and I, I, gosh, doesn't, I mean, it's like, the dribble effect all It over is. Again. You're right. That, remember the blurred, yeah, the blurred image with the uh, reversed out white logo in yep. front? Everyone, yeah. you know, everyone was doing that realm. And like, I just think maybe this is one of those things, and I was uh, thinking, how do we, how do we as a as a team of people that this is our responsibility to do do we we do we got to be a little more conscious of that mm-hmm. because yeah, I, and, I, I, you know and just, always you like know, and it, it helps step. to kind of look at what these what other people are doing and maybe ask yourself what why does why does this work yeah rather than there so you then go. you can kind of reverse engineer and come up with maybe a different way of doing it that's a perfect point dude yeah that's interesting but it kind of gets the same um, end game across. The results you know? are the same. And yet right. you've done something a bit. To, I love that idea of breaking it down, like you said, reverse engineering it. I've, I've noticed this, there's this one big trend that like uh, one guy started. I, I, can t- I can go back to one guy and his particular look and feel that has this kind of gold gradient in the logo and mm-hmm. bright colors in between. Almost everything looks like a lapel pin. You know, when you have like mm-hmm. the, the gold edge is the metal and yeah. then it's filled with all the colors. Okay, that is a trend that everyone now has just adopted to into logo design. And I see it being used for brands and that are not appropriate for that. It, it has no bearing, but the trend was strong enough that they were able to convince the client, go with that. It's not. It's not the. Yeah. It's not your company look, but it's it. It's that good looking, you know. Mm-hmm. Go with it, and that's where I'm like, we got. It. That's the one thing I was. I really thought would be smart to talk about and be like, we shouldn't be doing that. And, and I think I fell into that trap. I'll be completely honest because it's all about aesthetics first to me, right? That's yeah. why we. I think we all got into this business. But you have to be a little more of a police on your own, and and really, I think, kind of fine tune what you pick. And what you deliver. Yeah. Yeah. So one you know. really interesting thing I'm, it kind of brings to mind for me. So like mm-hmm. um, on almost all websites you see nowadays, there's like the, the little area. And I've got it on my site. I do it on a lot of client sites because it, it works so well yeah. to kind of get these little uh, USPs, unique sell, selling propositions across easily. Yeah. yeah. Is where you've got like the three icons. Yes. With the little like kind of subheader and a little descriptive text underneath it. Yeah. And it's great because it, it's, it's a great way to break out very easily what you get from us or what you get from your client. Hmm. Um, but everyone's doing it. So how do you make that different? Yeah. Um, the, it was kind of a challenge on my last, one of my last uh, client projects is I really tried to make the icons interesting because I knew I had to use icons and yes. I had to do that thing because, um, there's just, it just works so well. It's such an elegant solution, but I try to make the icons interesting and really go with their branding. There you go. Yeah. So I kind of took some existing elements, added texture to it, added uh, uh, their kind of branding pattern behind it, mm-hmm. and they look really nice. I'm really happy with it, and it's it's they look like icons that. I don't know. I've not exactly seen before. That's a great point because you kind of kept the same architecture, but you changed yeah. the the particular elements to reflect a more custom feel. Right. Because I mean, like I've said, that is just a that works so mm-hmm. well. So, but how can I make it interesting? So that I did my best within that kind of constraint. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I know exactly the thing you're talking about. I've used it on mine, and it's a way of saying like challenge. Um, solution results, three little squares, and you want to have mm-hmm. like an appropriate icon there. And I think, well, I'm so glad this you brought that up too because I've had two clients where we've been producing some graphics that are being used on the website. Um, and they were really quick to challenge me because I pushed and gave them art that was so just vanilla when it came to 
what they were asking. And I thought I was like doing exactly what they wanted because that's all I see. And mm-hmm. I, and I was so glad they challenged me and said like, you know, that's, is there anything we could do that's a little bit more us, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I was like so glad they told me that because one, I'm glad first they feel comfortable enough in saying it and they called mm-hmm. me out, you know? Well, sometimes we get lazy. Exactly. Like we said you know? earlier. Yep. And that actually, now that you say that, that's why I did those icons the way I did. Because mm-hmm. like my original mood boards were just kind of existing icon sets, mm-hmm. two very different ones, like choose this one or this one, which do you like more? And they were like, eh, none of, neither of these are really yeah. very us. What can we do that's a little more custom? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was glad that they, it, at first you're like, ugh. Can we move this on? But it's like, no, I'm glad that you. I'm glad to be I challenged guess that's like that. What the, the the point and the really um, awesome use of presenting the magic number of three concepts is you know that that it stems from because one is edgy, a bit off the map, not something yeah. that they would expect as a deliverable. One is more safe and conservative, and the other can be a little interesting. Bit more middle, middle like ground. degrees, you're you're showing yeah. different degrees. Yeah, oh, that might be. An interesting way to go about it. That's direction that's been suggested for years, Nick. Like mm-hmm. since I was in junior high taking design di- mm-hmm. directive schooling. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, you present um, what in your mind might be mediocre, simplistic, mm-hmm. maybe a little too much so. One more, more in the middle and then one a bit extreme. Do you call it out or do you let it just speak for itself? Typically it is obvious but I would, I suggest never to label it. Yeah. Except for maybe that way out there one. If it's way out there, if it's way out there, there's no need to label it as such. You don't need, you don't need to label it anything. So yeah. I always just make the presentation means super clean. There you go. There you have it. Let's get on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's really great to, to read feedback in this light because, um, Almost always in my experience, there is like this crazy desire to want to really go edgy, but it just Mm -hmm. feels a little bit risky. So can we just take it down a notch, but still, you you know, streamline that general approach of the the most, the strongest, most boldest, uh, boldest approach that you've got here. And that means a lot as a designer when you've got client um, feedback like that. Because they're they're willing and they're excited and but they've been established for so long that they need to kind of hold hold their consumers' hands through it a little bit safer, which is totally understandable. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I I definitely want to. Gosh, I, I I think it's time to maybe start putting a little more into the the order of presentation and maybe the mm-hmm. uh, thinking of that upfront. I've really never taken that approach, to be honest with you, of like degree. And maybe it's in there automatically because I don't think every option I send is probably of the same level of like. Oh, really? You know what I mean? I, I, I've never done that like specifically. Huh. And, but I'm looking at a set that I just sent out and we just got the word on which one they liked. And mm-hmm. they there is that big degree of that. There's one that is way out there and there's two that are pretty much in the middle ground. And then there's yeah, one that's so minimal. Subconsciously. As a, as a exactly, yeah, which which is healthy and good, but I'm obsessed with it. I never forget, yeah. forget to supply those degrees and presentations. I think it's so interesting to study yeah. the feedback. Sticking to that topic, when here we are as the people they're hired, and you know we've talked a lot about not being just a hired production person and taking uh, and letting them art direct the thing. That's kind of what our role is with this, and what we all strive mm-hmm. to be more of, right? With our clients, when you are presenting stuff. And you get the feedback of like maybe um, it's not working for them, and yet you've done all your discovery, you've done all of that. Are are we showing too much at that point, or are you? Is it your job to really kind of sell it as much as you can because you firmly believe in what you what you've presented? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think we, you your process sounds a little different from mine. The the way I go with my websites is yeah. Um, the first thing I present is a mood board now. Yes. So like two mood boards. Um, kind of pick pick A or pick B, which you like more, and we'll talk about maybe some additions to it and all that stuff. But when I give when I do a, the homepage design pass and I present it, I only do one. I don't yeah. give them like three options. 
because the whole point is yeah, I designed yeah. it very specifically because of all the stuff that we now know. And how how in, how um, how intricate is it? So like, give me the like, are you talking three or four page examples where it's no, fully? No, well, we start with the with the homepage. Okay. So that's all I do first because what I don't want to do is go too far down a rabbit hole with designing like of course. five pages if they hate it. Gotcha. So and I you do just the do one the page. one. Good. Yeah, okay. I just do the one, but it's but it's based on something. Of course. You know what I mean? And and like, like you said, on they shouldn't the challenge board. They, they shouldn't challenge that because you've already agreed to a lot of that stuff. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So okay. And if something's just not hitting the mark for whatever reason, we talk about why. Yeah. And then there's like a a, a round of revisions included. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I brought it up because I, I got an interesting email from I think it was a listener or just someone that through Instagram and they mentioned that they're on this one one option um, trend where even in logos and in branding they're sent they're sending one option after the yeah. discovery and everything yeah, and I, I that's I, that's dangerous for branding totally it's a brand yeah. artist that was only delivering two. Um, I mean, it goes back to the Paul Rand days, and that's his his story. Where I'm sure you guys have heard the one when he did the one for Next for Steve Jobs, when oh, you yeah. know he gave him one logo, and he was like a hundred thousand dollars. That and yeah. Steve comes back with changes, and he goes, "Oh no, I don't think you understand." He goes, "You paid me for a logo, and take it or leave it, but that's what you're getting." Yeah. And that I man, when I read that, you're, mm-hmm. it's just every dream of designers to be able to just. Have the balls to do that. Like that, and that and, was a, a, a marvel of early '90s design style. Yeah, by yeah. The way. Oh, and and there's a next logo. if you search for um, uh, next logo Paul Rand PDF, you can find the actual presentation that he sent to Steve Jobs, and oh, wow. it's online. And it's a it's like a seven or eight page like little um, almost feels like a a branding graphic standards but it's uh it's presenting the logo why it is what it is the reasoning behind all of the stuff mm. the text choice the tilt at a 13 degree angle and what that meant and all this stuff and so part of me was thinking like we were saying baby steps right and instead of being so bold as to one what about two or three and really you know, doing my job and narrowing it down, like the, even five. I went. I've used to do eight or nine at one point, and I'm like, "What was I thinking?" Because that mm-hmm. really confused them. They were like, "I don't know which one to pick." But we, or me, as an example, should be picking it back and pulling back. And what I'm showing now is maximum four or five, okay. and maybe even it's time to pull back a little bit more. I don't know. What do you? You know? Maybe. Yeah. I, and this is branding. Branding uh, yeah. is way different. Yeah. It, totally. While you are still making decisions based on things, it still never feels as concrete to me as a website. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like with a website, it's it, there's so many moving parts to it and you're doing things for very specific user experience reasons. Yeah. Um, whereas a logo is much more ethereal and it's much more yes. – it's, it's a feeling. It's a – you know what I mean? Yep. I, no, so I totally. Harder, it would be much harder for me to just deliver one logo. And, and I'm I'm glad you said that too, because when you say feeling and you say how it should, um, rep, it represents the brand, right? The one of the coolest things I found was I found a great article and I've been using it in my class. And now I'm <laughs> like the you know like 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 everything I'm doing, I teach it first, and now I'm practicing it. But I love the idea that if you think of yourself as a brand developer, not a logo designer, it helps this whole situation from the very beginning because what you're doing is I want to sh- I'm starting to show the lo- two or three logos, and the logos have been stripped down to say as much as they can with as little as possible. Right? That's kind of like the goal. Then what I'm doing is I'm showing how it can be used in maybe alternative logos for of that same concept and color palettes and textures and things like that. So what you're selling now is the brand, not just one logo. And I think that allows for a stronger logo because I'll be honest with you, I was trying to cram way too much into logos years ago. And the mm-hmm. minute I started stripping them down and be – the one, the last question on, that I have with them in the discovery is, logos can say a lot, but if your logo can say only one thing, what would it be? And that helps you narrow mm-hmm. it down to such a specific that you're thinking Smart. you're thinking full spectrum, but you're focusing primarily on that one thing that the customer wants, and what the client wants, and what the customer, uh, the persona of that client will will appreciate. So. Mm-hmm. 
I, I man, that has been a cool little like change of direction for me. And we've stripped it down to like three to four, like I said. But I'm showing after that logo, I'm showing a whole page of how it would be used on a glass, how it would be used in the store, how it would be on the wall in a mural. And it's projecting more of a brand and that's what they can buy into. And it's not, and then it keeps me from being so trend centric, which I wanted to be in the first place. I, I mean, which I didn't want to be in the first place. Does that make yeah, sense? No, yeah, yeah, it does. It's really good to show these things in context. Like, I don't know if I've ever talked about this yet, but um, mm -hmm. I, and I don't do many logos anymore at all. I'm kind yeah. of getting away from it. Yeah. But whenever I do, I have started um, showing everything in context. Okay. So I'll have, I'll put together a PDF. So like every page is a different concept. It, on the top, it'll just be the logo on a white background. And yeah. then on the bottom, it'll be, you know, like a mock-up of the logo in action on, it yes. depends on what the business is. Like yes. if it's, you know, if, you know, so it's, it's, if it's like a golf company, it'll be like on a golf ball, but. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yet, but totally. And it, it really helps them see it and it really helps them kind of, um, they, they just like it more when they can see what, mm -hmm. what that Definitely. real life application is going to be. Definitely. Yeah. It, yeah. You know? and, and this was in our, it almost um, feels like cheating in a way, but um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that idea. And I, I did that with uh, the last presentation we did in this new client. They're a brewery there. It's like the first brewery we've ever got the chance to even work with. So I'm already loving that fact in, you know, the fact that it's something I, I can't wait to actually go into and be a, be a customer of, but we showed free samples. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Come on out guys. Um, we loved the fact that, uh, when we presented, it was just the, and this was the first one we've done live cause in a while, cause they're close by. So we did it together under at the same table. And as I was presenting, I showed the logo and they would kind of get, start feeling it. As soon as we're there, I turned the page and that's where all the application images of it were. And there were abbreviated versions of it, right? Like I used a very, I would just maybe use the S in a little batch. And then that was here on a glass. And then this one was on the beer bottle. This was, was on the beer tank. And so you're almost using the idea of like the responsive logos. Exactly, where there's yeah, a stripped cool. down version of it. And um, even pulling, bringing in elements that weren't part of the logo, but that help enhance it. So what I found was before I was trying to squeeze those elements into the logo. Don't do that. Use them in other, in other applications and show how you would expect you're bringing them a brand, not just a logo. And all of a sudden, you know, now you are looked at more as like, whoa, okay, you're bringing me a system rather than a piece of art. And, and, and it's kept me from, I think that was the, the whole goal of how we were able to strip down these trends and these cliches because I wasn't so pressured in trying to put everything into the logo. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know? absolutely. So and that's where like logos go really wrong. Exactly. It's like when you try to far too much. Oh yeah, we've like I've, we've all had clients that they they don't they want to get their money's worth mm -hmm. with the logo. Yeah, <laughs> meaning yeah. they want it to be crammed <laughs> with as many things. Yes, like as you, if that like gets you more. But but isn't that true? Like I think I was um, afraid to show a logo so minimal because you were like that's all you're giving. It felt like you were like yeah, really but when that's it's it. Yeah, applied to medium it really alters it exactly. so, so greatly. I know I can't agree more. I had um a project that began years ago and I'm still working on their guidelines even today. It's just a ridiculously long-standing work in progress and I they weren't they were not willing to take the plunge with the brand identity itself until all their collateral website letterhead, business cards, brochures had been updated. So we refreshed all these pieces, but not the logo itself. Uh, the yep. logo was extremely outdated, but you know what? Once it came to refreshing their logo identity itself, I can't tell you how amazing it felt to be able to apply it to these refreshed pieces. Great idea. You know, and but but typically that's what's considered backwards, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you do the logo and then you apply it to other updated memes thereafter. Well, this went the opposite route and it was so helpful. I was thinking it was going to be a shit show and it worked out great <laughs> to go the opposite direction. What a cool really surprise, right? Yeah. yeah, it really was a pleasant surprise for sure. 
that's a that's a good way to look at it. I think when you do, hey, let's let's face it, taking a risk or taking a chance isn't going to be instant success. But you could one, it can be, and then what you've learned is amazing. You can you'll be more comfortable trying it again. I think. And I'm not saying you it know? would work that way for other brands. It just so happened to work for this particular account. Would, yeah. Uh, just to play it safe, I should probably say that <laughs> because <laughs> it might it might be just crazy and a total circus to make this. You know the the general method. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I'm I'm not saying I suggest it. Interesting. Yeah. I I think we. I'm glad we're just talking about this in general because I think. Yeah, more of a roundtable. And it's yeah. and it's an honest thing. It's like you know I I I think once you could start admitting that you did something either wrong or like you said too, like you took a shortcut or whatever. Uh, it's good checkpoints for us to kind of start realizing like not not let's not make a practice out of that. How do we? put these little spots in our, in our week or in our month that say, try a little bit different. Just be, like you said, be out of the box for 10% of your, of the project and see what happens. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. feel like ask yourself where it would make the most like impact Mm -hmm. to do that. Like you don't have to make your entire like webpage crazy, like from the top to the bottom. You can just concentrate on one element that might, uh, benefit from just something super new yeah yeah i i hope this really sparks uh if you're listening and that's something maybe you've been like haven't even thought of or you have this is something that hopefully we can all pitch in a little bit and kind of up the up the game a little bit i i think it's time i i I think maybe we share so much and we see so much that that's the reason why we are all so in sync and and it's rare to see someone really spike and make something so different that we all go, huh, what is that? You know? And then, and I'm not saying I want, I think we, I want to do that, but I just at least want to think a little that way. And so let's, let's share in the next few months if we do it (laughs) and we're successful, (laughs) you know, I'd love to hear. Be mindful of the, of the little times that you do. I think we do it maybe more than we realize, like in little ways, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, um, probably that is true. I would bet, I would bet that that's totally true. Yeah. So Nick, um, Mm -hmm. how do you kind of, is this something like this kind of be your own trendsetter idea? Is this something you talk about with your students and you big time you have like a spiel for them? Yeah. I I always with some parting wisdom on. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I I think specifically for them, anyone who's a young designer, uh, if someone's reviewing you and all they see are logos that follow either trends or particular designers, whatever shows zero originality. So think about it that way. It's like, I'd rather see someone show me something a little bit out of the box um, and a project or a, or a case study that shows that they were thinking with the client and the consumer in mind and not copying a, 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 another designer, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. again, everything we've said in here is truly what I have been preaching. So I think it was just me kind of coming to terms and saying, gosh, man, I, am I listening to my own advice to what advice, I'm saying yeah, to my students? Definitely. So I hear you. Yeah. it's originality speaks volumes. I really think that, and you can find a happy medium that serves the client, gives the the consumer what they want to see and what they want to understand, but it doesn't go so far where you have lost them. Right, and delivering yeah. a good user experience. If you're talking about yep. web, so exactly, never forget that. Nope. Like if I can give any advice on this episode, I would say. Never let your creativity get in the way of a good user experience. Exactly. Because you're kind of failing your client at that point. Yep. You've, so. gone, you've gone way off the tangent. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, all right, cool. This is, this is an interesting discussion. So it's it a little is. more kind and of It is. And also, like, be willing, be willing to not have an ego about, and be so defensive about your work. Mm-hmm. Be willing to look at it and think, oh, I could stretch things a little bit. I mean, shit, I've been in business for... 10 20 plus years but i admit i could i could shift things around to for the betterment of mm-hmm. of my of the creative process or taking ideas to the next level i mean that's the one thing about this industry that just never stops right yeah that's what makes right. us so lucky to be a part of it but interestingly a lot of creatives get so defensive about their work like, oh, and you can't, you can't do that. And they are not willing to budge. They a, are not willing to budge. Be a painter like, if that's your, if that's your attitude, you know. Like uh, uh-huh. the next guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. you get one logo, Mister Jobs. That's all <laughs> we're giving you. <laughs>
All right, cool. Well, uh, we got a listener question coming up, but uh, before that, let's give a little love to our friends at FreshBooks. How much mm-hmm. do we love FreshBooks? Too much. Yeah, <laughs> Too, it's, it's almost unhealthy. It's bordering <laughs> on obsessive at this point. <laughs> Crazy ex-girlfriend stalking time. but um, <laughs> No, but FreshBooks is awesome, uh, especially because tax time is coming up, and they've got great uh, ways of keeping all your things together for tax time. So basically, they make it ridiculously easy to use. It's good cloud accounting software for agencies and freelancers that are going to help you work smarter, get organized, and most importantly, get you paid quickly. Um, and they've we, we've talked about they have a brand new... Redesign, rebuilt yeah. from the ground up, and it's a great new interface, um, custom built for the way you work. So the folks at Fresh FreshBooks showed it to me, and I I've got to say it's even more designer friendly than it was before, and before it was great already. So only an improvement. Really intuitive interface that actually makes invoicing seem sexy, which is uh, <laughs> which is what you want. And you can you can create and send really professional looking invoices in under thirty seconds. Trust me, I've clocked it. I've done it like <laughs> twenty seconds. We've put them max. to the challenge. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, these, these guys I wouldn't so let great. them off the hook with that one if they didn't do it. With um, literally two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and end up with money in your pocket way sooner. Uh, with FreshBooks payments, over sixty percent of invoices are paid within one day. Fun fact. And uh, with the projects feature, you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. So I guess it's kind of got like some Basecamp-esque functionality in there. Ah, so good. that's cool. Yeah. Um, and see how quickly things happen when all your you know, conversations live in one place. It's good. So um, a few other things. They've now got multi-currency invoicing. So if you've got clients in another country, it makes it easy. Automated late payment reminders. That's my favorite. Because mm-hmm. you get to just... I'd rather it come from them like than me. Little nudges, like little <laughs> yep. Facebook pokes. You owe me money, and it feels so official. It's not like an email from you going, "Hey, um, where's my money?" It's yeah. like FreshBooks going, "Hey." <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it looks like it's from a you know accounts receivable. Exactly. So it's like we we need our money. How about it? So um, so to claim your thirty day unrestricted free trial, please go to freshbooks.com/slash/deeplygraphic and then enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. So again, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic, and then you got to enter deeply graphic design in the how you heard about us section. So uh, do it, and you will thank us later because you're going to love them as much as we do. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. All right. <laughs> cool. we got a listener question from uh, – this one comes from Stephanie from North Carolina. You want to be Stephanie, Mikkel? Obviously. <laughs> All right. How do I help small business owners to understand that not all design is created equal? My graphic design business is focused local to my community and my competition lacks in quality as they don't follow any of the basic design principles and their work just looks sloppy. I fear the average business owner without a designer's eye, quote, does not (laughs) understand this when choosing a graphic designer to work with. Okay. um, I mean... I'm of the belief that um, not everyone is a designer, but I think a lot of people know what they like when they see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's going to be a tough putt if you're trying to talk everyone into liking, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's hard to talk someone into if they like, like logo A better, unless there's a reason for it. It's hard to talk them into logo B if they're... If they don't get it. Yeah, and you, you really cannot expect every client out there to uh, to know what good design is. And that's where I think case studies come in handy on your website, um, where you can kind of not just show your logos, but talk about them, why you did what you did, mm-hmm. um, and, and just educate them a little bit. But you're, you're never going to really give them a designer's eye. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and maybe, too, instead of, like, pumping up what you're showing, maybe it's time to kind of show what the competition's uh, options are suffering on. Pull, you know, do like what you were saying, the reverse engineering. If these, um, if the competition is showing stuff that really is terrible, point out why and what it's doing, how it's hurting the company. You know, you don't want logos like that. Maybe the, maybe some of the branding is like unreadable or bad color choices or the typography is dated. Like, um, mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I think uh, it, we could easily look at stuff that is not quality and, and tell a client there's reasons why maybe this is cheap. You're going to have to redo it over and over again. Or maybe it's her service. Maybe she's a bit more uh, approachable and sits down and really discusses. So are these, uh, th- these are the things she can plus up that are beyond just what she will do design wise. You know? Yeah. I agree with that. And I or think, go yeah, for bigger just, clients. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the, the neighborhood. You I know? mean, if, if your work is, is really better than other designers in your area and you've got yeah. a fit or finding you online or whatever it is, um, they'll, they'll gravitate towards you on their own. And to say that my work is better than her work, but people still like her work better then maybe you have to ask yourself, like, is your work kind of what they're looking for? And maybe they're not the right client for you. Exactly. At that point. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no real hard advice here, unfortunately, Stephanie. It's just, um, you know, you just got to educate your clients a little better. And I think a, a great part of way our to job. do that. Yeah, I mean, a great way to do that would be to have a little video case study on your website. Even just talk about one logo you did and show your expertise. Exactly. Or even if, if it was a rebrand or something that you can show how you improve something, I think is, is key as well. But um, just the fact that you're conscious of this would probably tell me that you're probably a much better person that wants to work with the client closely and giving them something that's more tangible and more current, you know? So p- push the positives for sure. Enhance the positives, eliminate mm-hmm. the negatives. When they go low, right. you go high. You go high. <laughs> I'm <Baby>. sorry. <laughs> I had to throw that in. That's good advice. <laughs> it is. All right, cool. So um, that does it for this week's episode, I guess. Uh, we'll be back in another couple of weeks with a, with a freshie. So where can people find you guys online, Mikkel? Are people tired of hearing where they can find us online? <laughs> what? Never. They're never tired. Are people tired of hearing of where they can find us online? Um. I can be found at mkmdesignco.com. All right. Nicholas? I'm at longodesigns.com, longodesigns on Instagram, longodesignsinc on Twitter. Sweet. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell or on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash the deep end design. And that's that's about it for this week. So Mm -hmm. with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. (laughs) 